them. Tell oh, us your yeah. whole tell us your whole uh, tooth story. <laughs> I want to hear the whole thing. So I was petrified because I'm a scaredy cat. I'm really glad I did it though. Long this is your short, wisdom teeth, yes. My wisdom teeth, yeah. So when I was in high school, about two weeks before I left to uh, move to Chicago, I went to a dentist appointment by myself. So my parents were not there, and the guy was like, um, "You, why don't you just get your wisdom teeth out before you move? You never know. If there's gonna be some kind of emergency. You could just get it done now." And I like. That was never going to happen. I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, I'll go home and tell my dad that. Then I was like, fat chance. I'm going to spend, like, I'm not doing that now. I'm going to have fun with my friends that I'm not, like, uh, that I'm moving away from. And I'm never going to tell my dad that you told me that. So, bye. <laughs> and then it's been in my head, like, I'm, I, and like it's so funny to me because, I, like, for years, I was probably, what, 17? I was just going to ask. I'm 31, so okay. what, like. How many 14, years? 14. 14. Wait, yeah, I can't Almost count. half a lifetime ago. But, it, like, the emergency turned out to be COVID, so. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, so I went, like, about six or seven years ago now, I went to the dentist probably for, like, the first time since that appointment in high school, you know? Um, and I got my teeth cleaned, whatever, and they were like, you're all good, everything's good. And I'm like, tight. They didn't say anything about my wisdom teeth. Probably just means I could just leave them in. I never have to do that. Cool. Tight, 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 tight. And then as I'm leaving, I'm like, okay, goodbye. Doctor pops her head back out in the back and she goes, you might want to get those wisdom teeth looked at and get them cleaned up for something really bad happens. Bye. And I was like, oh man. And then, um, then I, of course, was like, well, I'm not going to do that now. I'm going to have to wait six or seven years before I can muster up the courage <laughs> and, the, and the discipline to go do that. And then, and then I'm, you know, I'm just like, they're just coming in more and more and more. And I'm, and I'm like getting like tension headaches from them and stuff. And like, just, I just, you know, knew like, I better just go do this. So. It was good that I did because they were like, if you had to, if you had to take them out like for an emergency when you're like 50, it would have been like terrible for you. So good, good on you for getting them out and whatever. So I, I was, I was petrified and everything. And she was so fucking anxious. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I thought it was going to be like at least the day before, but like the it was on Tuesday and like the Sunday before, she's like. Ah, I'm like, oh shit! Fucking <laughs> two more days of this <laughs> about being put I, under. Yeah, that was actually what was scarier to me. I was yeah, like, I'll deal with like being in pain. 100%. I can handle that. I can handle that, but like going under, and I also I would much didn't want to be like, knocked out than feel pain. Are you crazy? Well, look, you want to look, feel pain instead I've of never, be asleep. Like, no, what kind no. of masochists are you? You're not, you're no, not, I you're don't. Not I don't want to do either. But the mm-hmm. concept, the concept of being unconscious. And you wake up all so loopy on drugs. Like, what's not the like? I've know. never done it before, Ben. I don't I mean, know. I've never done it either. Yeah, still. I've never, ever done well, it. I'm so glad I went under because I've heard horror stories from people. People who just, like, were, like, kind of numbed or whatever. And it just seems, like, unnecessarily traumatic to have to like watch them pull teeth out of your head. So I'm glad I didn't do that, but I'm glad I was sedated. And like, I was just like really nervous and the ladies were really nice to me. And I could tell they could, I could tell that they could tell that I was nervous. Like the doctor is taking a long time to get there. And so one of them, they're just like, is he coming? Like, can we just like 
do this, you know, because she was because I could tell I was so nervous. And I was just like, all right, here we go. And then, you know, I don't really remember like knocking out. And but what I do remember is like coming to and to me in that moment of coming to, I was convinced that I was watching the whole thing, but on hyperspeed. And all I could see was like bright lights and like like figures of people moving really fucking fast. And I was like, whoa, I'm seeing this in hyperspeed. That's what this shit does. But now looking back, I realized that was just me like slowly coming out of it. They were just moving normal. But in my mind, and I'm like, turns out I just wanted to party. I was like, I was like laughing. And then like in my mind, I'm like, oh shit, these aren't people. These are fucking space aliens. And they came all the way down here to take out my fucking teeth. These people are fucking wild. I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, I'm a vibe with this. These fucking aliens taking out my teeth. I was convinced. I was convinced that they're because of how fast they were moving. And I was like, they did it in a second. They did it in a second. This is what I was like, oh, man, God, you're really showing me something weird. And then I wake up and. The ladies were so nice to me and I just kept trying to thank them, but I could, they were like, we can't understand you, sweetie. Just stop talking. And I kept going like this to them, like with my heart and my hands, like, this, like thank you. I was like, boo, boo. And like, like, <laughs> she, she, they put her, they helped me put her in the car and she was like, <laughs> to them and like, no, they were like we like her. No, they were like, hey. <laughs> yes. the nurse was like, we liked her. She's a laugher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I so because I, I had the doctor all, in, the, and the you doctor. were like you should see her on oh. booze. <laughs> no, I wanted the party. I was like, they're, this is great. But no, Ben, they aren't all laughers. Some, some of them are, are sobbers. Sometimes That's they're crazy. crying. Oh yeah, yeah. I have seen. And sometimes they get cried a, for like an hour afterwards. And after sometimes they get aggressive and they hit get someone. Scared. Yeah, they get scared yeah. too. Remember the but, uh, the viral video of the girl who woke up and she was sobbing because she thought she was going to wake up looking like Nicki Minaj. She oh, was like, no, like this one. white, like white Southern girl, and she woke up and she was crying because she was like all fucked up and she thought that the surgery was to make her look like Nicki Minaj. How you feeling? I'm really upset. Why? Why are you so upset? What? I wanted to look like Nicki Minaj when I woke up. You wanted to look like Nicki Minaj? What do you mean? I just wanted to be her when I woke up. Oh my god. Uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, we all yeah. know the, you know, is this real life kid? You know, that's the yeah. one that I would hope to get. It's like, just like, I mean, uh, that just looks like a trip. You know, poor Lord. little buddy. It was definitely a trip. I, I didn't last long though. I very quickly was like, "Oh no, these are people. They're not aliens." But yeah. this is hilarious. She wasn't hallucinating when I got her in the car, but she did I write a like, bunch of shit to me in her phone. You don't still have that note? Oh, dude. I do. It's like the ramblings of an insane <laughs> yeah. person. Yeah, she was writing me. <laughs> she couldn't talk, so she was writing in her phone uh, like messages to me for me to read. Is <laughs> one of the things in there? Uh, can we get a beer? I swear to God, I feel Maybe. like you asked if we could get Maybe. a beer. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> like, I want a beer. Yeah, that sounds great right now. It's 10 in the morning on a Tuesday and we ain't got <laughs> shit to do. But, uh... Oh my God, this is so... <laughs> this is so ridiculous. So I named it, I just want to talk. And it says, I'm mostly, mostly with it. This shit is hilarious. And that was honestly kind of cool. 
Why drugs can't, are cool. Why, why drugs can't are I good. talk though? I don't understand. Like my mouth can't move. Wait, Did you not wrote this while you yeah. were on it? She was tight. No, like this was car. when I, after they, they, they handed her back to me, we did the COVID transfer of my wife. He couldn't they, go in. They brought her to the car and she's like staggering, like a little old bitty <laughs> taking steps that are like three inches apart. And, uh, <laughs> and then she gets in the car and she's Tell just me, laughing and happy. And Dude, just, they had to walk me down two flights of stairs. Jesus. That poor nurse. And I'm like giggling and like going like, I'm like, one, it's in my head. Like, don't That's fall. Horrible. That would be terrible if you fell right now. <laughs> but I go like, do not take pics or vids, but I'm good. Just wanted to make sure I'm not losing my mind. And then somehow <laughs> I opened up like a... One of those like she opened Excel up two sheets, footnotes. and I said, "But is it because I'm just numb that I can't move my mouth and gauze? Was my left side worse? Did they tell you anything? How often do I take meds? Why is my why is my left side worse?" <laughs> oh my! <laughs> this is literally. I'm like driving home, and she's I'm like, like showing me the phone, like so she's <laughs> like writing notes like like a mute in a fucking bad movie. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. All right. It was funny. Why is the left side worse? That's the one. Yeah, it was because it. I'll tell you why. The left side was worse because it was growing in like uh, horizontal. It was like sideways, so they had to like do something crazy. This one was just like growing normal and up. They this had to. Like, totally- I thought you. My just sister met, Ellen. Like- they. My sister Ellen. They had to saw her teeth out. She got him out so young because they were going to no. be such a bad problem for her. No, that they like they weren't grown all the way out of her jaw yet, so they literally like had a oh. like a fucking hacksaw and saw it been out of her jaw. Me. And then she fucking woke up from the anesthesia in the middle of uh, it, but couldn't no. move. No, not for me. That's terrible. Yeah, well, I was at some real bougie place where they had me Don't hooked up that. to. Mm-hmm an EKG machine and a heart rate machine like the whole time. And I'm pretty sure what was in my blood. Keep <laughs> Bougie, me- AKA adequate health. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Marge. America's healthcare system is second only to Japan, Canada, Sweden, Great Britain. Well, all of Europe, but you can thank your lucky stars. We don't live in Paraguay. Got no time to be a punk. Kids are asleep, so let's get drunk. So, uh, that's a good place as any to get started. This is episode nine of The Kids Are Asleep in the Apocalypse. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm joined here in Pilsen in Chicago by my lovely wife, Sarah. Hello. And uh, we are also joined by uh, two guys. No judgment, just two guys. No guys. We don't no get adjectives. Two neutral yeah. ass guys. Yeah. <laughs> I like how how come we're always being or you're always being joined by us? Yeah, we're just as much like part of the, we're all quarters of this show. We're all twenty five percent. You know what I mean? You're trying to give yourself like yeah. Why do we get introduced like at once? Like we're like we're Dan. like and Mary and the skipper too. Like, your what the fuck? station. That's what they and the rest. Yeah. And the rest. That makes me so mad I could burn down a police station. I made that <laughs> Who, Nobody, damn you, Tim. I already said God it. bless you, Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah, much much love to Minneapolis right now. But we yeah. are in the oh, middle yeah. of the but intro. So I should have said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys, sorry. 
So anyway, so, that's Tim. I'm Tim. I'm in Rhode Island. Fucking fuck the police. A cab. Burn the fucking burn all the precincts down. And that's all I got to say about that. Who am I, Tim? Oh, I believe you're Ben. I'm Ben. See, <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to throw it to Tim so he would throw it back to me. But he's just like, I'll take it from here. <laughs> I'm not a talented broadcaster. <laughs> I'm Ben. I'm Ben over here. And uh, the kids are asleep. The kids are asleep. This podcast would be a lie if they weren't. No, yeah, we, we're not allowed to start the podcast until the kids are asleep. That's the fundamental thing of the title. I don't it was know a battle. It was a battle now because we're uh, not to put a timestamp on this, but we're at the end of May, May. Yes. which is the fifth month. Very good. I'm getting there, and uh, it's uh, it's the days are getting longer. You know what I mean? Like, it, we usually try to you know put the kids down at eight, but now like it's later you know and the sun's still out it's eight like it's getting to, it was close to 8 30 by the time it's finally started to get a little dim so it's it's hard to convince them to uh, go in their rooms you know i feel like and then i feel bad i feel like flanders over here like you know, <laughs> down, you know it's still it's still light out it's only seven o'clock yeah the sun is still out <laughs> that's how we know you're a good parent though is that this this podcast starts at kind of a rough Time. That's we were talking earlier before we started recording about. <laughs> I want communist time. That's communist time. Is uh, yeah. this podcast starts when the children are asleep? Exactly. Uh, there you go. Man, um, but yeah, shit drives me fucking bonkers. I despise uncertainty in my life, which is why I don't have any children. Yeah, you would <laughs> not like it. Things are very uncertain most yeah. of the time. So uh, this week, uh, we're talking about sports. Wait, uh, we can't get into that I, yet, Dan. I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was going to say we're talking about sports. But first, we have to talk about our beer of the week. 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 All right. I got to go first. Yeah, Tim, Tim, you go first. Leave I'm going to go first this week because I have like one sip left of my beer. This is uh, this is going to get redundant because I'm buying all, almost all of my craft beer from the neighborhood brewery, which is Long Live Brewery. And good for you. Uh, 40 good Sprague Street Rear, Providence, Rhode Island, 02909, the West End. Um, y'all seeing I, this is $20 wholesale. So that's pre-retail. So if it was retail, it probably would have been about 31, something like that. Um, this is a double IPA, uh, dry, double dry hopped IPA with Simcoe, Citra, and Kohatu hops. Uh, this is the one I sent you the picture of the other day, Ben, that was very hazy. And you said it looked like a margarita, which it kind of does. It's like so a margarita. Worse. Jesus. Yeah. Like it literally looked like it was crushed ice because of how thick yeah. it was. That is yes. hazy as hell. You couldn't yes. see something like that, like in the middle. Like if you put something in the middle, like your finger, let's say in the yeah. middle of that cup, you wouldn't see that finger. No, like if you looked, you know what I mean, like perpendicular to it. No, yeah, it I don't was know. Hazy. totally opaque. Like even held up to light, it was totally opaque. No, and 
it is just um it's real fucking hoppy like the ibus have to be off the charts like it's like you get that it's like talking about uh abv oh uh eight eight point four percent alcohol damn yeah that's why i'm only having one tonight and really i just fuck these guys are fucking great they're like they're really fucking great this brewery is great uh this is a insanely pleasing uh hot mix i wouldn't have like a simcoe and a citra i would have thought would clash but they don't they work together That's really awesome, well because i mean those are two good hot like i've had them yes. i probably have had them separately i know i've read them in ingredients and like i can't recall which ones but yeah, yeah but they're not like to me they're very dissimilar and it's just they, they complement each other well they pulled it off and it's an yeah. awesome place i'm so, like i really hope it survives this shit uh it's like i walked over there to get this the other day and i could smell them like roasting the barley for whatever stout or brown ale or red ale they're gonna make and i'm like that's so cool like i can smell them like making the beer in my neighborhood that is tight um but anyway i gotta kick out man i can't give this lower than a 4.75 it's fucking outstanding it's an outstanding beer all of their beer i've not had i've not had a beer from them that's been less than great yet and it's like less than a mile from my apartment as we enter this like vaguely apocalyptic era in american history i feel like certain things like food and beer will still be very good for at least a little while so long as there's small supply chains and you know where to get it like everything else is going to go to shit and things might get more expensive but like i don't know we're in a golden age as far as beer goes i feel like that's Mm -hmm. why your scores are always so high you know, we're, we're going to have to upgrade the scale at a certain point, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just good. And I don't know if I even actually said the name of it. The all seeing eye, double dry hopped India pale ale. I think you said but it. Long live beer works. Right on. Well, uh, I think I'm going to go next because I actually have one that's kind of related to, um, beer works. I, long live, uh, beer, works. I, long live beer works. Right. Yeah, not just beer works. There's lots of places that are beer works. It's very that's like calling it brewery. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so my beer of the week actually comes from a Lulu Brewing, which is in Pilsen. Uh, it's on uh, Loomis, but it's basically at the intersection of like 21st Street and uh, Blue Island Avenue. I know the exact uh, intersection you're talking about. Right <laughs> near the high school over there. Yeah. Um, and uh really good we got their beer after sarah was done with her antibiotic and she could finally drink beer again and it was wednesday and it was just so beautiful outside i had the madness so um i getting the beer sweats i had the beers i wanted i've really (laughs) you know i would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer getting being able to get beer like a growler from a brewery is really excellent because it helps tamp down the uh itch to get a uh beer on draft at a bar because that's really like you know that that taste is really really excellent um so i love grabbing a growler and the growler that i got today was uh Altogether IPA, which is a collaboration that a bunch of different breweries are doing to support hospitality workers in the COVID-19. And Tim, actually, I think you made this, I don't know which episode it was, but you had this a few weeks ago. Yes, I did. Long Live and Buttonwoods collaborated on it, if I'm not mistaken. 
Wait, and, this uh, was a previous beer of the week? Yeah. It, it was Tim's beer of the week a while ago. And see, the thing of it is... It doesn't count. It, to have solidarity with one another, all these different breweries are all making this beer and then donating the proceeds to basically their workers. That's awesome. Um, so it's really cool. I think it's awesome that Tim and I can be in our respective cities and drink the same know, beer. Drink yeah, the same beer. Hold it up. Let me see. And, it. and on top of that, yeah, you know, you know what? Like they put memories. I can tell that they did it Chicago style, though, because it's not. It is. It's not. Um, you know, it's not see-through, but it's not like New, New England-style hazy either. So maybe there no, is. It's still it's it's cloudy, but it's not. Well, it's, yeah. See, I think that, yeah, that's what we were talking about. We were wondering whether or not they share the recipe or if everybody's kind of just doing their own rough spin. Because it's just a hazy IPA, which is a beer that's very in right now. It's a good hazy IPA. It says uh, ABV is 6.3, dry hopped with cryo, mosaic, citra, Simcoe, and Cascade. Um but it's, it's very tasty. I haven't had a hazy IPA in a hot minute. Um, but yeah, I think really more than I probably would have gotten a Pilsner uh, if uh, I didn't see this on the menu, but uh, it's well worth it. It's always great when you do something for a good cause and also you get to like eat delicious food or drink delicious beer. So oh, yeah. cheers, cheers. Solidarity with all, uh, all the workers worldwide. Oh yeah. Cheers. Solidarity I forever. I, I can drink to that. Um, Sarah, you're, yeah, you're also drinking in a Lulu brew. Right. So, um, this is called Plume and it is called a dry stout and I poured it and I was like, oh God, I'm not going to like this. Cause look, it's like black. It looks like it's, yeah, it looks like it's, it's a stout. Coca-Cola. It's a stout. But actually stout. I like it. It's like weirdly like, it's like a phantom stout. There's something about it because it it's a you, session. And it scares it's you in the middle of the night. Sessionable. So I think it's less. It's 4.4 alcohol. That's pretty like that's pretty straight down the middle for a stout. That's about what Guinness is. Well, but I, I, I think I, I like it. it. It's not super overpowering. It's not super like coffee tasting, but it's different. I'm glad I tried something different today. Probably by like uh, by dry. Do they mean like it doesn't have much of an aftertaste? Maybe that's what I was thinking as far as sessionable goes might mean not how much the alcohol is, but just how easy it is. Cause certain stouts will like coach you. Yeah. Like kind of just wear you down and prevent you from drinking a bunch. So maybe the dryness of this stout is kind of what makes it able to kind of, you can have a whole growler of it Mm. without getting the, the I'm glad I tried something new. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone for it if I'd seen it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Cheers. But, yeah. I can't see the cheers. <laughs> ben, well, Ben, Ben, what's your beer this week? Oh, uh, oh yeah. So I forgot about beer of the week, sort of. But Boo. here's the thing. We, well, here's the thing. Well, because we did kind of, we couldn't decide if we were going to do it tonight or not. But so I forgot to get a beer of the week. But the beer I've been drinking all week is a beer that I'd like to talk about on record and is a new beer because it's seasonal, right? Oh, baby. All right. I'm excited now. I can see it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Natural light. Natter days. For those who like strawberry lemonade and drinking beer, (laughs) I do. I do. (laughs) 
You just described everybody, baby. We all like strawberry <laughs> lemonade and drinking beer. Right. Like we defeated the Nazis. Saying. There ain't nobody left who don't like strawberry lemonade and drinking beer. Straight <laughs> up. Wait a minute. You didn't learn how World War II ended. We won! This is America. Like, come on. Oh, yes. I, I do like these things. So it's just like, That's like hey. not even this is America. Like, I'm not a fucking idiot. Like, of course <laughs> I like those things. This is how right. we'll have uh, worldwide solidarity. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it's, what can you say about it? I mean, like, it's natural life, which, I mean, that's, I mean, that, like, throws you off. You're like, whoa, when's the last time I had, like, you know, daddy? And uh, it's... But they came in, man, and they, they came in hot with this Natterdays. I'm telling you, it's great for summer drinking, like on a, you know, 4 or 5 p.m. and you need a beer. This is what you go to. It's uh, only 4.2% alcohol, so that's probably the lowest beer of the week I hope to have on this segment. And, yeah, I'm surprised uh, you're even willingly drinking it. Well, it's because I this is like the fourth one I've had, so... It's uh, also it's amazing. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's so drink. It's just like you're li- literally just drinking a strawberry lemonade, and it's getting drunk. But there's also like sort of a beer taste. Well, I think it really. I'm so sad. I can't taste. get this out here. Like I can't. They don't sell you it out can't. here. I can't get it. No. Are you serious? Oh I know. Maybe we can. That's I mean, something nice we can do. We can't really. Uh, we can't really ship uh, local brewery beer to you, Tim. But we can. Uh, Maybe we can mail you a 30 rack of Natter Day. And some more. <laughs> and that's the best part. Yeah. You, as you guys know, I mean, 30, I get, it comes in a 30 pack, and it was like 14 fucking dollars. And it was, mm, oh, straight up my alley. The price point, the deliciousness, drinkability, I give natural light. On the scale, see, it's hard to fucking rank it, because, like, it's a class all its own. You know what I mean? It's cheap, and it's, you know, but, like, if I, basically, you can't get too technical with the scale. I think, like, if I were to compare it to, like, whatever, like, just a cheap beer, like a Coors or a Bud Light or a, what, you know, like... You know where I think this belongs? Is this belongs ranked against, like, Liney Kugel's Summer Shandy? Or... (laughs) If it's grading it out curve, it's way above fucking left bat. Hey, that shit... Oh wait, Lion and Google Shandies aren't bad. What am I thinking? Yeah, but, oh, Shock Tops. Yeah, Shock Tops terrible. Oh, I don't know that's Yeah, is this on the scale with uh, Miller or Bud Light Lime? Oh, yeah, or is I guess it on the right. with Steagle Rattler? Well, it is on the scale with Steagle Rattler. Is Steagle you know Rattler what? I believe that above. is correct, yeah. This is like... You're right, the, you're it right. Is the, it's, it's on the that Taco scale. Bell to like Steagle Rattler, so like authentic Mexican food. You're so fucking right. This is yeah. all right. So, so who were like so? All right, we've already mentioned who would be on this, like comparatively. Steagle Rattler would be at the top. I mean, like there's mm-hmm. the the bud the buds with different fucking they probably have limes and noodles. I think the shandies fucking, the shandies have to go in there. Bud has all sorts of flavors now, don't they? They have bud with lime, they have bud with like strawberry, I think. There's bud with like put those in the bottom. I'm not interested. <laughs> Like a, yeah. a like, Liney Google's like shandies are much better than those. They are, they are good. All right, so basically, all right, on that scale, I would give this a solid, respectable, three point two five. Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right.
that's something that was interesting to me because I really loved Hunter Thompson when I was younger, but I really did not like sports. And Hunter Thompson was like a massive, massive sports guy. Oh yeah. But I have to say, Hunter Thompson loving sports as much as he did, and that classic story about him on the campaign trail in 72, when somebody had to ride in the limousine with Nick, like Nixon was bored and had a long limousine ride uh, going to the next event or something while campaigning. Bring me the biggest weirdo you can find. Richard Nixon stands to me for everything that I would not want to have happen to myself or be or be around. He stands for everything that I uh, not only have contempt for, but dislike and think should be stomped out. No, he literally said, bring me Thompson. He knows football or like, no, bring me the only guy that can talk football. So Hunter Thompson, who literally said about Richard Nixon, he was so crooked. He had his aides screw his pants on in the morning. Uh, (laughs) Hunter Thompson literally spent an entire limousine ride with Richard Nixon alone talking about football. That's right. Thompson was the only one in the press corps who knew anything about football. And that was kind of the first inkling in my life that like, was like, all right, you're a teenager now and you hate uh, you hate sports, but at a certain point in your life, you're probably going to have to pay at least a little bit of attention to sports. Um, so that's the topic for today, is sports. Sports, 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 sports. Like interesting thing about that is like Hunter S. Thompson was ahead of the curve at being an, uh, an NFL fan, and the NFL was like a fringe sport. Back in the in the sixties and seventies, it wasn't until like the eighties, nineties that it got started to get really popular, and then the aughts that it just went sent, went like stratospheric. Like it was like, oh wow, yeah, it was like that, that, I didn't that know adds that. a whole other wrinkle to that story with Nixon. Then yeah. too, that's why nobody else in the press corps yeah knew anything about football. Nixon yeah. and Thompson were the only two weirdos twisted enough to be into football. Yeah, everyone was into baseball. Baseball was the thing. Oh, that's weird because there's. It's like this country's like most favorite sport that I that's how I feel. That's fu- I didn't know that. That's fucking weird. Yeah, well, I mean, so like, it's a good thing we're covering this topic. We know nothing about. <laughs> I know a lot about sports. Well, yeah, I, I don't think any of us thing. are athletic. Well, here's right? the thing: is yeah, no, we're not. Not a single one of us are. And if anyone is, it's Tim. But Tim also just knows more way of phenomenal yeah. way more amount of sports shit that yes. we do not. I mean. Tim, Tim might be might not be athletic necessarily, but he is a sports fan, or at least was recovering sports fan. Maybe no, yeah. I'm still a huge sports fan. I just uh, I don't take it anywhere near as seriously or personally as I used to. Oh. Can um, we talk about how serious you used to take fucking sports? I well, went home one time because Tim got yeah, so you were mad. Being a big baby that I, day. Big baby. I agree completely. I agree completely. I was just like so <laughs> pissed off that we had to watch your fucking sports event and like I don't forget what it was. It's probably some Notre Dame game or something. It was it was the White Sox. I asked if I asked <laughs> not even the correct sport. <laughs> Before you got there, you rotten motherfucker. We were all hanging out, and I was like, is it okay if I put on the White Sox game? And everyone said, yeah. And then you came over in a tizzy, like you walked in and saw baseball was on, and you assumed 
that I had like fucking used my jock overlord powers that I don't fucking have <laughs> to like make everyone watch baseball. And you like anger read a comic at me. Like, I don't remember that. Because you were fucking picking a fight with me. I fucking flipped the comic closed and then you stormed up and left. No, you punched me, you asshole. I did not punch you. You fucking did. The way you you punched me in the leg. No, that comic book thing never happened. I think, uh, I don't know. I flew in on a hoverboard. That is pure and innocent. (laughs) An innocent nerd bullied by Jock Tim. It's a very simple story. Yeah, that's basically what happened. A million times. No conflicting uh, evidence or, uh, you know, <laughs> any uh, contradictory elements. Like and you left ago. and everyone was like, what the hell is his problem? You were just like, you, that far away. you oh, came yeah, in for right. like five minutes where a huge drama queen and left and this like, I am the villain <laughs> in this story. How many times, like a Sox game in the background? Oh, well, I, I, I mean, I, we were in our early twenties, I, I do or late teens. I forget how old we were. And it I was, have sympathy because you know I was like you know a punk and anti-jock or whatever because I went to uh, all boys Catholic school and uh, you know got shoved into the lockers by the fattest, lamest jock. I remember. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep this guy's name, but. Oh, I remember him. Yeah. Fucking, that fat idiot. Yeah, he was <laughs> like he was like the what's like the worst wolf, the opposite of the alpha. What's that one? He was like that yeah, wolf. The the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or the o- Omega Wolf, I think. Yeah, the Omega, Omega Wolf. Sounds yes. that the sounds Omega too cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's a shit wolf. Yeah, he was a shit, fucking shit yeah. wolf. What we have here, Jim. Is a shit wolf. He sucked. He was like the worst guy on the team, and everyone hated him and picked on him on the team all the time. So then his only like <laughs> this is the guy who bullied Dan. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't really bully me. But there was literally like one time we were in gym class together, and we were walking out to the football field, and he just like shoved me into the lockers real hard and went bag, and, like just randomly. Like I didn't. Even, I wasn't even talking. Like I wasn't talking to anyone. I was minding my business, and it was really a moment where I was like, "What the fuck." And it was honestly kind of the first inkling where I was like, well, that guy's a fat idiot. So, like, maybe that's why he shoved me into the lockers and called me a fag because we were going out to play football. And <laughs> because he's so obese and he's dumb. Just, he's, he sucks so bad that he needs to bully someone who sucks even worse than him. And he knows I'm close to him on the totem pole of suck. I, I just, this all really reminds me of, uh, you know, growing up. I never liked sports, but I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and Chicago is, uh, as I've always heard it called a drinking town with a sports problem. So like, hilarious. Uh, we're just like a city where it just, you know, you can hang out and there's plenty of places to hang out, but, Sports are just going to be kind of all around, all the time, always, no matter yeah, what you do. In Which the I 90s, had to learn the hard way. We didn't have a problem at all. No, in the nineties, we did not. We were killing it in the nineties. Nice segue. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the reason so, why we're talking about this at all is because of the Last Dance documentary on ESPN, which I don't know. I think I'm the only one who finished it, right? 
I watched it. Oh, Sarah, oh, okay. awesome. Two F like I've seen like three or four episodes. I, I watched like the main ones, you know, like started with Jordan, then Pippin and Robin. I watched that and then that was it. And uh, Dan, you've seen what? I've actually, I saw snippets of the whole thing, but I actually only watched the last episode, which was fucking fantastic. That last episode, made- the way they shot game six of the 98 finals, like I was like on the edge of my seat, like as though yeah. I didn't watch the same shit 20 years ago. Jordan, drive. I, I put that episode on right before I went to sleep and I was like, Oh, this is boring sports. I'll just fall asleep. And I was like literally lying in bed, just like, like tensing up being like, Oh God. Oh, like, you know, and so one thing I know I'm getting old shit or fart. I can't tell. Like I'm getting into sports now, but, uh, but no, that, that last episode of that documentary was fantastic. The game six was just like a thrill ride to watch yeah the way they absolutely the the best part about all of this is that all of us save for sarah unfortunately we're here uh well but in spirit we'll talk about that and uh and we we're we're from we're all from chicago even though tim's from rhode island uh we're now we were we were all here we were all children and into you know i mean what no, not even yeah, like our adolescence, you know, sort yeah. of when when the bulls were at their fucking. No, game. we were kids, man. Yeah, we, we were basically were kids. kids. Yeah, we weren't even adolescents by the time. When was, was their over. last? When was their last championship? Nineteen ninety eight. So I was I was twelve. I turned thirteen later yeah. that year. Yeah. So was it like nineteen ninety one, two, three, yeah. and then six, seven, eight? Yeah. Were those the three peat years? Or the, yeah. The, yeah, the, the three pieces. Yeah, so the, the, the first three, three one piece. that they won yeah. was ninety one. I was three years old. Yeah, I was right. six. Yeah, I was six also. But I re- I remember all of them because of how fucking crazy my dad was about all this shit. Like well, screaming everywhere. Man. I mean, the yeah, Bulls like, were a phenomenon. I mean, they like. I mean, they, you cannot deny it. And like being here, especially, it was every single motherfucking person had a yeah. Bulls starter jacket or Jordans. Uh, and maybe- even even my little dumbass who didn't care about sports at all, like I don't even think I had like a uh, a Fisher Price basketball hoop. You know what I mean? I was so disinterested, but I still had my Jordan jersey, uh, my little tiny kid ass Jordan jersey. Ball, ball. I had a twenty three and a forty five. I did have a twenty three. I did have a Jordan jersey, but you know who else I had? Possibly. Did I have this? I, I had, had a Rodman Sean jersey. Penn. I had a Sean Kemp Seattle oh, Super Oh, go Sonics fuck jersey. yourself then. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. I'm going to kick your ass now. No. Well, well here's the thing. Is because my cousin... 95-96 finals loss. Well, whatever. Fucking, <laughs> you, you franchise that no, doesn't I'm, even yeah. exist anymore. I know, crazy. <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder, you mean? Yeah, that's all right. You get you're not owning me. I have no idea. You're owned, you're, you're owned and you're <laughs> yeah, a I have no idea what any of these references are. Uh, that's oh, <laughs> you know though what what it reminded me of is like how whatever. Old Ben. I was ready for it. 
hate you. Uh, that was too good. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. I was drinking beer and the idea hit me. I had to put like put the beer down real fast. <laughs> I saw there was like a panic in your eye. And I was like, what is he up to, that scoundrel? <laughs> I'm very relieved that it came out well. Oh. Damn it. Um, this is gonna be impossible to record the rest of this episode. I'm just gonna be thinking about that the whole time. Okay, wait, what was I saying? What was I even saying? Oh yeah. Sarah was talking. I was, I was yeah. about to say something. Oh wait. Watching it all, I mean I got a lot of different thoughts on it, but the main thing that I took away from that was just that I'm sure that different people who are way more astute when it comes to basketball or sports or whatever than I am could argue about if Michael Jordan is the best or if he's not the best or whatever, but nobody has ever, or I don't think will ever captivate a nation like Michael Jordan and the yeah. 1990s. Bulls. Hell yeah. Like, because like Ben said, I didn't grow up in Chicago. I grew up in Sacramento. It was crazy out there too. It was the whole country. And uh, that feeling like, those feel. I mean, my family is from Chicago. Well, well, right. So right. I was going to say, you have to give that kick, yeah, give and the kicker. And we forced it on everybody, kind of, but everybody was into it. I mean, you just want to be with the winning team. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, like it honestly brought back so I mean, it was my childhood, all of our childhood, so probably natural to think of, like, good memories and stuff. But, I mean, it's like euphoria. Like, when I think about the Bulls winning and being a kid, like, I'll not, like nothing compares. Nothing compares. Wait, Whether so we were there, were there we people were in there wearing bull stuff, too? Like, that were, yeah. like, in Chicago? Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Dude, people to- always jump on the bandwagon, buddy. Okay. Like, that's why right. there's... And we would have, my family, there was, like, it was, like, my family would throw, my family... <laughs> My parents knew how to throw a party, throw a party better than any of those California motherfuckers, just in general. But then, like you add the Bulls winning, I just remember parties just being like being like seven and being like I'm up at four in the morning, you know, and people just partying, and it was because everybody was so just into this, you know, and and it was so exciting and like um, all those California I don't know, people. Nothing, were nothing can beat like that, a- like. Where's the Any avocados? Other, there's what? There's there's Kobe and there's LeBron and there's uh, I don't know the, the and the rest and everybody can have their little opinions and whatever but ain't nobody's done that and so I want to be like Mike. Like Mike. I mean, that's that's really the oh, thing God, about that documentary. It, it does a really good job. That documentary does a really good job of capturing like the the mania. Like you see news national newscasts mm-hmm. following Jordan. Like all the other bulls get off the bus, and then Jordan gets off the bus, and the press swarm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's really it makes it clear. It, and, and I think some of that is the phenomena of like mass media in the nineties. It's kind of similar to like princess Diana, honestly, yeah. in a certain sense where it was just like the level of celebrity couldn't have happened without the, the introduction of like a, a dedicated cable news channel, like ESPN. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Or no, like, it's like, 
If you go, if you like, there are so many people who are, are around our age who are from like Omaha or whatever. And if you ask them like who they root for, they'll, they'll say the Bulls, the Cowboys and the Yankees. Cause those were the teams that were winning in the nineties. And those were the teams that were represented to them on ESPN every single fucking night for an entire decade. So of course right. those are their favorite teams, even though like it's like geographically, like they're like totally disparate. It's like right, those right. three teams in the nineties were like a sensation across the entire That's country. True. Tim, you saying that about the kid, like being seen that it has to be, it's like this weird thing for us because we know that we're like, and honestly, Tim, you didn't grow up in Chicago, right? Like, no, Oakland. And well, I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. I don't I, think so. Oakland and, and then Palos Heights for most of my childhood. So, and yeah. I was in Chicago Ridge mm. the entire time and Ben, you were in Worth. But uh, we all were like close enough to Chicago to where we identified with Chicago. Yeah. And so even though like I wasn't somebody who was into sports, like the Chicago Bulls winning was like, yeah, like that was like I could take ownership of that even as a little kid because it was like all the adults were excited. I knew I'm supposed to like Chicago because it's vaguely where I'm from. <laughs> like that was. And so I think it's got to be different for somebody who's like has nostalgic feelings, but lived in like Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Somebody who likes Jordan, they probably have actually a better claim to like appreciating Jordan as a um, athlete than I do. I just kind of claim him because I fucking live here. Like I was geographically plopped here randomly. You know, it's really crazy and intense where I was watching that thing and I haven't like thought about Michael Jordan in a while, but like looking at his face, I was like, I love you. Like, I love you. Like, you know, I he's like him, the biggest rat you. bastard yeah. ever. He yeah. could be a real jerk. Because that was, to me, the most poignant moment of the entire documentary as where they, like, basically, he was talking, he was basically admitting that he gave up on ever being considered a nice person because he wanted to win. And he was talking about that and he started crying. Like, that's insane. Like, the fact that he got that is crazy. Like, he got, like, like, imagine, like, that thought being, like, everyone thinks I'm an asshole and, like, no one likes me. And because that's how committed I was to winning. And now yeah, I'm being I did it all being, for the game, you know? Yeah. And this is, like, now I have to live a life where people think I'm an asshole, basically. Yeah. Well, it, it is amazing. Like, he's an athlete on a level that, like, and I say this again as somebody not into sports, like he's an athlete who pierces the veil of popular culture. You know what I mean? He's so good and such a force. And like, I feel like, yeah, like, you know, you can talk a lot about Nike and Air Jordans and shit like that. And he definitely was like a commercial force. But like his athleticism is really what like it, he's like Gretzky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like before I knew shit about hockey, I knew who the fuck Wayne Gretzky was. He's a hockey player. He's the only hockey player I know about, but apparently he is such a good goddamn hockey player. The NHL and the NHLPA present Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. But like, honestly, even like Tony Hawk, like I didn't know shit about skateboarding, but apparently Tony Hawk's the motherfucker because he's got the video game. Even, I feel like, did he even come across, he didn't come across that mean to me in the documentary. I had that moment years ago where it's like, oh, you left your wife and you're a bastard. Oh, like every other man on the planet. Oh, so 
the idea of you being like a perfect angel hero that happened a long time ago for me um i was thinking going into this documentary like oh am i gonna learn something new oh no like yeah in order to be the best at something in the world mm. you're not gonna be like a nice cheery guy all the time mm-hmm. and like yeah i don't know i was like yeah he's that's what you have to do. I don't know. I, well, I, I wasn't, know. like, shattered by anything. And I, the whole gambling thing, I felt like that was a stretch. Oh, I didn't see those episodes. I feel like, like I mean, they were, like, they were, like, the documentarians were not on the side of the gambling conspiracy theories. I think they were there to yeah, debunk no. it. Yeah. It's bullshit. What's, I, I don't know anything about the gambling he, conspiracy he's a theories. He's guy and, and he gambled so, with yeah. his dad at times, like, in casinos, and it's, like, and people, I guess people speculated, are you gambling on the Bulls games? Are oh. you throwing that? Like, they took it that way. They took it that far. But nothing ever, like, made any sense, really, with it. Well, so, know, yeah, here's the thing. Like, I gamble sometimes? Oh, the thing that, like, the two thing, the two big things with the gambling thing, which I don't believe in, I think this is bullshit, and I think it's extremely callous and mean on the part of mostly Chicago sports media to be writing about this, is... <clears throat> One, they like claim that he like his there's maybe his father was murdered over Michael Jordan's gambling debts, which is not the not case true. at all. Like it was <laughs> pretty gross. It was pretty a gross crime of opportunity on just a guy who yeah. pulled over to, to like rest on the side of the road driving to see his friends. And then the other thing that they allege is that. David Stern, who, as the documentary points out, is like the arch capitalist like, of the United States, suspended his best player unofficially for 18 months for gambling. And that's why he went to go play baseball and then came back later. Oh, yeah. That so those was are silly. the two. Yeah. Interesting. I never knew about, you know, it's funny how things get framed in the media. The way I remember that as a kid is like Jordan Selfish. And he wants to fuck around and play baseball. That's how I saw it. He just can't only have basketball. Now he has to try his hand at being the best at baseball. That's what I thought. What a prick. <laughs> Which, by the way, he hit like 212, 202, something like that in double A. Like, that's insane. And his, in one, like, not going from ne- not playing organized baseball since high school to playing double A and hitting over 200 is fucking amazing. Really? Like, he, like, at that rate, there's no way he doesn't make the major leagues within uh, two years. Like, it really, it really reeks of, and I don't like this term. And I think, like, this term gets used an awful lot for no good reason, but it really just sounds like people being haters. Yeah, yeah like, it is. Totally. Yeah, you got nothing. Like, you know, you got nothing. Oh, man. Hey, 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 But you know what? When I was a kid, Scottie Pippen was my favorite. I almost said character. My favorite player. I loved him, too. I mean, everybody's favorite was Michael. But then, like, you had to, like, have the other, like, but who else, though? Like, do you love on the team? Right. Scottie Pippen. I didn't realize he got so fucked over. Yeah. Real bad. He's like the most humble dude on the team. He signed a contract. Yeah. He signed a contract really early on when he was young. And he comes from a family of like 12 from like what, Alabama and or his something? Father and his brother, Arkansas. And his father and his brother are both in wheelchairs. Right. So he signed this uh, contract really early on that was for like several million dollars. So if somebody from like 
you know, nothing or, you know, comparatively nothing and a huge family, people who are disabled and everything. They were like, it was like a long contract and they were advising him not to sign it. But of course you're going to like take the money and help your family. Well, he becomes like the number two to the best basketball player. He becomes of all the time. second, he becomes the second best player in the NBA. Yeah. 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 And then, right. and then they're like, well, we can't, like you signed that contract right. and he was mad and like, they're all going like, we told you not to sign that contract. But I'm just understand. I just don't understand like why those guys wouldn't just be like, all right, let's just renegotiate it. Because like, it was a contract like, know, and they like, just gave themselves a shit ton of money. They're rich. They took advantage. They took advantage. They were laughing all the way to the bank. Like, also, it's an example of like how even in the NBA, like the rich get richer. Like, because if you didn't have to, like, worry about your seven brothers and sisters and your two, like, your father who's in a wheelchair and your brother who's in a wheelchair that all live, like, in Dirt Patch, Arkansas, like, you wouldn't, you could wait yeah. out, you could wait out for a better contract. And, but in his case, right. like, whatever comes across. And it was like a seven it. or eight year contract or something. Uh, and he signed it before the 90s Bulls. And Jesus. then he, like, yeah. But right. to put like a the button. To put a button on that, what they didn't tell you in the documentary is that when he left the Bulls, they did a sign and trade with uh, the Rockets the next year, and he got like $60 million. So Scotty nice. did all right for himself in the end. Right, good, good job, Scotty. Good. 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 Well, what uh, what sports do we like? Is there is there anything? Well, I don't I really... like watching basketball. Do you I like really? It. I was just going to say, I think the, the other kind of, the thing about Chicago is we don't, we we have the bulls and we cling to the bulls and it's been over 20 years since the bulls won a championship even more we cling to the 85 bears and that was 35 years ago a team that is known as stubbers yeah. that was exactly what i was going to bring up because tim and i especially but ben too and even sarah but tim and i especially were born in the the height yeah. of the the I wasn't born yet. the beer no you weren't born yet but the bears mania no, yeah. of uh the the 85 bears it was 85 although right? i will say i was yeah. christened in a bears uh outfit oh my god <laughs> <laughs> even, even though it was in 1988 right well that's what i was gonna say i have a picture of myself and i'm sure tim there's someone there's a picture of you somewhere yeah. as an infant yep. In a Bears onesie. Yeah. Yep. And I was, no, 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 not a Bears onesie, a Bears jersey. And I was uh, William the Refrigerator Perry because I was a very fat baby. Yes. <laughs> oh, I nice. have a cousin named Peyton after Walter nice. Peyton. Wow. I mean, he's like, we had, to write, uh, we had to write papers at school when he died. Uh, we had to all, what? yeah, we all had to write. Is this write. another story of worth? <laughs> yes, of course it is. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, there's really not much to say other than we had like this in, in junior high. We had this, uh, what the fuck was it? It was a, uh, what do you call it? Current events, the current events segment of the class at some point of the day where like we would have to have watched the news the night before and come in and, and write, uh, you know, talk to the class about it. And, and, and like everybody writes, like, well, you write about your thing first and then you talk to the class about it. So, uh, you know, the day that happened when Walt Payton died, it was like we were like, we all came in and obviously, and she was just like, well, obviously you should all probably have the same news, but I'm making you all write about, you know, if you did, if you picked something else, 
you're not like doing that. You're all writing about Walter Payton dying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any idea who he was? Not at all. Do you know who he not is at all? all? I mean, I had to. Well, he, I mean, he was. I'm. I'm the Bears. I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, I know that much. It's just because he was at like. I mean, that that's about all I know and remember. I just remember that happening in class and, and having watched the news and the night before the you know as assigned i knew it happened and there was a ton of you know so i knew he was on the bears but i mean i didn't you know i didn't pay any attention to sports so it was like it sucks because like as probably legendary and important a person as he is to me his death was a homework assignment <laughs> and that's the worst fate for good. a jock yeah. i have a uh, a uh, I have a memory of that, a very, very strong memory of that. Uh, so any anyway, like for Ben and probably all of you who don't know, Walter Payton was a, a running back for the Bears in the 70s and 80s. He was on the 85 championship team. He was at one point the all-time uh, rushing record holder and the single season rushing record holder. Uh, both of those records have since been broken. But he's what? Tim, yeah. Tim, Tim. Do us a favor and explain what rushing is. Oh, um, <laughs> and what's a running back? So, and what's a football? down to the end of the field. So, a running back is so you, there's the guys who line up behind the quarterback, and then he he hikes the ball and he hands it to the running back, and the running back runs forward. The hike. The hike. I got it. All right. All right. All right. Cool. So cool. 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 I know that guy. Essentially, he takes the ball and he's really big and fast, and he tries to run towards the end zone, the other team's end zone, to score. Jesus, you guys are nerds. Uh, and uh, <laughs> anyway, that's what Walter Payton was. Just- and the rushing, rushing yard, like the rushing record, is how many yards rushing he got. And single season, that makes sense. single season that makes is sense. the most in one season. Um, that all that all tracks. But anyway, he's yeah, like so far. He's in the conversation for the greatest football player of all time. He could also he also played quarterback one time in a game, and he could punt and stuff. He was really just a, a great player. But he died very young. He was in his fifties. He died in the nineties from uh, liver cancer, I think. Um, but he was like one of the cases, the rare cases of a guy who was like a, a, a legit great in the sport, and also just a nice guy, like married to the same woman. Raises like you know was like not like one of these athletes who like doesn't take care of his kids you know what I mean like he was just like a regular ass dude right. settled down in the suburbs of Chicago and just chilled and uh, but uh, he died and everyone was very fucking sad and the, the, of course the next Bears game had to be against the Packers um, which of course are the Bears most hated rival yeah 1919 was an historically atrocious year because it saw the birth of the two great evils of the 20th century, the Packers and Prohibition. And the Bears in the 90s were awful, and the Packers in the 90s were great, and everyone thought we were going to get killed. But the Bears scored late in the game to go up by one or two points. Um, And then it looked like they were going to win, but then the Packers drove back down the field, and they were going to set up a field goal. So a field goal, if it goes through, is worth three points, and the Bears were up by one or two. I don't remember. So if it went through, the Bears would lose. Um, And then it was like a chip shot field goal. There's no way they were going to miss it. 
but I was a little kid and I was sitting with my eyes closed because I didn't want to, like, I was so nervous about it, watching it. Oh, shit. And then I heard, like, the ball get snapped. And then I heard everyone in my family start screaming. I was at my aunt's house watching it with my whole family because a player for the Bears had broken through the line and blocked the kick so that it couldn't go in. And that ended the game and the Bears won. The Bears! Holy shit. Yeah. Wait. And who was that like, player, okay. Tim? Who was that player? I really wish I could remember. I don't know. I was oh. Alan. I thought it was good. I thought it was going to be Walter Payton. No, he, he was already dead. <laughs> no, was the, I, know, I know, I know, I know. No, that would have been really funny though. Ghost <laughs> <laughs> of Walter Payton just flew in, fucking angels in the outfield style, and just fucking like blocked the and ball. That man nope. was the ghost of Walter Payton. <laughs> There were people. Oh there you were people that, saying like Walter lifted him up to block the kick. There were people saying because <laughs> yeah. Chicago because Chicago is a is a Catholic ass town. So of course we immediately believe in ghosts because Catholics are the most the most morbid of all of the old religions. I think he was an angel, actually, not a ghost. Yes. Well, it's it's the same thing when you're Catholic. It's like a, a ghost is an angel. Yeah. A nice ghost is an angel. You know, whatever. He's a friend of Well, uh, the one thing that this is making me think about, especially related to the 85 Bears, is the fact that, like, I wasn't very athletic as a kid, but I did play football in seventh grade in Catholic school. The devil, you say? The devil. (laughs) Ouch. The devil. Ouch. I played for no, maybe longer than two weeks. I went to a couple of practices and then played. I think I went to practice and then played in the actual season for two weeks before I quit. Dude, um, that is my same exact baseball story. I joined a league and everything, I just, played two games and quit. Exactly I hated I all the fucking kids. But now the funny thing is, like, because I stuck it out for two weeks, which was the deal with my parents. Um, my dad really like this is the only time I, my, I know for sure my dad ever did anything kind of selfish. He like brought me out to the football field while they were practicing and was like, what do you think? You think you want to join? And basically guilted me into joining football, even though he knew I was like not that kid. Hilarious. But he had a good time in football and all that shit. So I joined football for a little while and it sucked and I hated it. Um, and I was a defenseman because I was a fat kid. They're, they're not so they just man. Yeah. No! I, yeah, I don't know. I, I played more. I played more ball hockey than I played football. Uh, so I, 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 I hockey is the only sport I actually like. What's the? What is the appropriate name for a? Just a linesman. A lineman? A defensive lineman? Defensive lineman. Thank you. I am a lineman working. Anyway. Um, so I did that for two weeks. But at the end of it, as the deal was with my parents, I played the actual season for two weeks. And I was like, no, I still hate this. Um, and even magically though, start enjoying sports. Yeah, I, I got some praise for the coach because I just, you know, it was very simple. All I had to do was just like use my bulk to like hit somebody and I got to wear cool armor while I did it. So it wasn't that hard, but I was just like, I don't like doing wind sprints just to hit oh, somebody. God. Like I'll hit somebody, but can I skip the wind sprints? Um, but so I got as a, as a, as a reward, which is why my parents are such liberals. They gave me a reward for quitting football. Oh, my God. Was, 
That's awesome. It was Harvey Danger's CD with flagpole sitter. Oh my god, sitter. dude. So, so for the rest of my life, I'll always associate flagpole sitter with football quitter. Now we got to hear flagpole sitter. <laughs> Hit it. Tim, you actually did play football yeah, dude. For, for in high school. In high school, did you play in grammar school too? Oh fuck yeah, dude! I played. There was. It was like. It's funny that to hear you like talk about that like it was a choice because to me it was like serving in the IDF. Like I just had. <laughs> <laughs> like in fourth grade, the boys play football, and that's that. So, like, there was no question I was ever going to, like, play football. But I was, like, a really, really scrawny kid in, like, fourth, fifth grade. Like, and uh, I just got the shit kicked out of me. I got smashed all over the field, and I was really scared and timid. And, like, my dad would yell at me and fucking sucked. And I also hated running wind sprints. And I had undiagnosed asthma <laughs> also. So, like, oh, my God. And, uh... I fucking hated it. I hated it. And, uh, like, like, I mean, I love football. I absolutely love playing football, but like the way that, like the things that you have to go through has probably changed. I'd imagine. Cause like the things they did to us were like child abuse for sure. Like the way they made us run. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, just like the gauntlet you had to go through just to go play a fun game of football against other kids was ridiculous. It was like, you know, straining 11 year olds to like the utmost limits of their like physical abilities. It's, it was fucked up. But um, yeah, and I stuck. While they're going through puberty yeah. or starting puberty. Yeah, right? well, that's yeah. why like, my shit got all fucked. Yeah. And I stuck it out. Through, like, I didn't play seventh grade because I was like, I fucking can't do it anymore. And then, like, I got guilted by my by a lot of people back into playing in eighth grade, and I just fucking hate. I, I, and then finally, sophomore year of high school, like, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm done with football. I'm not playing anymore." And uh, quit, and uh, got into punk rock, and transferred to public school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you that's do. Not, but I love that's the fucking shame of it. it. It's and that's like. And there I went to that high school sportless waiting for a friend. <laughs> yeah, no, it's sports is so much fucking fun ruined by a bizarre culture of like, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry to sound like a, like a lib, but toxic masculinity um, in the case of men, yeah. in the case of men's sports. Anyway, I can't speak for women's sports. Um, and Absolutely. just and like, it's like, just like cruelty it sucks like like especially when you're 11 yeah. like no or fourth grade i was nine when i'm nine like i shouldn't have to one run wind sprints until i think i'm gonna barf like i should be able to like just go play yeah. football in a big grassy field where nobody like really gives a shit what happens and just like have fun sucker competitive violence that's why you're here <laughs> especially in chicago i feel like like you gotta like be a, a stud in grammar school so that like the high school like will just come looking for you. Like it's ridiculous. Well, I I, I think I would have would have enjoyed sports more because one of the best times I ever had playing sports, honestly, Tim, what you said about a grassy field. I went for a aforementioned uh, 
the guy from the Hot Family that we mm. talked about a few episodes oh, ago. Yeah. He had an awesome birthday party. Joined, we like, all just grassy field team. No, well, we he was always this dude who like he was like a burnout, but he was athletic. He was just naturally like athletic, and so he would he wasn't on the football team, but he could hold his own against the jocks who were on the football team in tag football. Like this dude was fucking legendary. You know what I mean? Like it's just like one of those guys you look back on, and he's like Maniac McGee from fucking that book. I love that um, fucking book. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. But at his birthday party, we went out to a field and played football, but it was like muddy as hell. But it was the most fun I had ever had. He always told me what I needed to do and explained it in the most simple terms. And I was able to do it. And we all just got dirty as fucking hell. We were sopping wet and covered in mud. And we walked back home. I don't even know if I was on the winning team or not, but we all walked back. And it was the only time I ever felt any camaraderie with the jocks who were cool enough to come to his birthday party. Like not all the jocks came, but there was enough jocks that were like, you know, kind of cool guys. They were just jocks, you know, that, that, that is like a shame that so much of the culture that we live in kind of ruins sports. Like makes you either like, either like you're either in it and you're really good at it or you're like a, you know, a nerd and you're not good at it at all. But like, I don't know, just all of it, like watching, um, that documentary about Michael Jordan, like think about all these things, like they can really be team building type things, you know, and it, it can be really fun and positive. And, um, I don't know, like, it's, yeah, it's it's fucked up. It's fun to like be on a team. I feel like like what Tim said earlier is like kind of hit the nail on the head. It's like, it's, it's kind of like taking that one step further that like sports is kind of ruined by people like that. It's, it's sports like sports are more fun to play to me than they are to watch. That's always been my problem is like, that's why I'm not like a, a sports flower follower because I'd rather like, even though I'm not going to be as good as these legendary guys that are on the field or whatever, it's more fun. It's just simply if I, somebody said, Hey, you want to go outside and shoot hoops or would you rather watch this basketball game? I say, let's go outside and shoot hoops. Like I don't mm-hmm. like, I want to like do something like, play a game rather it's than a watch game. it. It would depend. Yeah, like I, for me, it would depend on what game was on TV. I like to play, like, sporting, sports are cool when it's just, when you're playing them and you're just having a good time. You're having fun doing it. Like, the only sports I can really speak to is being a part of, personally, is like, and other than, like, shooting pool, which is a sport. Billiards is a sport. It counts. Uh, it's like uh, bowling. I was in a bowling league with uh, with my next door neighbor, who you who you've all heard me mention before. I and, did uh, not know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a bowling league for like. I mean, it was like a like it might have been through the school because a lot of other kids from our school were on it. It was like in junior high, like sixth or seventh grade, like for two or three, maybe all through junior high. I don't know, but we mostly did it obviously because we would get cheese fries during it every time, which was awesome. And there was an arcade in there that was pretty, pretty, I wouldn't say it was a badass arcade. It had a Revolution X, that Aerosmith game with the. Nerd alert! This is the sports episode. 
issues. Well, I, I, I think the, the, there is something that I haven't mentioned at all this entire podcast, which is funny because I did it for years, but I played ball hockey which is such a weird sport. It fits with my total nerd fucking self that I couldn't play a sport that anybody knows what, what ball hockey is. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Explain what ball hockey is. It was deck hockey, technically. Well, it's, um, um, it's where Mesler sits naked in an empty bathtub and smacks his balls around with two wooden spoons. <laughs> ben really liked that. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what ball hockey or deck hockey actually is is uh it's just like hockey except you play it in gym shoes without skates on a special material called deck which is like some kind of goofy plastic rink that lets a little rubber ball roll around when you hit it like a hockey puck so that's what deck or ball hockey is. Oh, God damn it. And of course, of course, like I played it. I literally remember leaving, leaving a ball hockey practice and listening, driving home by myself and listening to the beginning of the Iraq war on the radio. What? I just so took I everyone played, our giggles, dude. Jesus. Oh, yeah, really. Sorry. He always has to bring it back to when he heard about the Iraq war. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. My fellow citizens, at this hour, American and coalition forces are in the early stages of military operations to disarm Iraq, to free its people, and to defend the world from grave danger. I played. I played hockey for literally like from the time I got out of football. I think. Or maybe I was playing deck hockey before I got into football. I played it for years and it really like I, you know, didn't register at all. I had some fun times and met some people or whatever. My little sister, the only girl in my family, saw me playing deck hockey once. Yeah, I was gonna say you said my mom. <laughs> the only female sibling I have, excuse yeah. me. The only girl in my family. <laughs> uh, no, but for real. So like, I'm, 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 I'm the uh, I'm the oldest male, like playing the one sport that I like am kind of interested in. I don't know how they got me interested in it, but it was the one that I was like, yeah, I like this. And uh, <laughs> my sister, my little sister, who is three years younger than me sees me playing and goes, I want to do that. And they're like, all right, fine, whatever, you little girl. Like, you know, yeah, sure, you can do that. You're a tiny kid. My little sister literally went on to be trained in ice hockey by Cami Granada, the uh, captain of the U.S. Uh, women's Olympic gold medal winning hockey women's ice hockey team. Oh yeah, she did. So like, I just like, you know, my ass just got blown the fuck past mm. by my little sister. And that's probably another reason where I'm just like, yeah, hey, you know, sports ain't my bag. <laughs> wow, Bart, I'm so impressed you were able to give Millhouse a concussion. Well, you're just jealous because you stink sports. There, we haven't heard anything about your sports. Uh, oh, I played sports. Like, I mean, if you want to, like, I played sports. I played basketball through grammar school, like first grade to eighth grade. 
Um, okay. I played yeah. soccer when I was really young, like kindergarten to like second or third grade or something. Right. I did cheerleading for a year. That was a disaster. Okay. Um, and I ran track in high school. The sport where you don't have to get points or be good at anything. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, so like I, I've played. I've never really good at any of it, but I'm glad I did it. You know, it's good good for kids to be in sports. I think. Uh, but so my story, my story. I, I think I might have. You guys might remember this story, but a little bit of background is like. I got a bunch of uncles, but in particular, my mom's brothers are like those 1985 Bears mustache having the super fans uncles. Yeah, for sure. I love them dearly. And like so many hilarious memories with them. Like I've watched football with them. I watch basketball with them. I watch baseball with them. And um, they are just the funniest bunch of motherfuckers you know, ever. So anyway, this is just kind of like a generic sports story. So I, um, in high school, I applied to a bunch of colleges out here in Illinois. One of those was Northern Illinois, uh, university. And that's where my mom's oldest brother went. And I, that was the first college I heard from and I got in and my mom, my mom, like was like, gotta call your uncle and tell him you got in and i was just like oh that's so fucking dorky why like it's not a big deal like whatever he's not gonna care or like maybe he'll care but like why like why do i'm like i'm i'm grown why are you making me call my uncle tell him like i just like felt like it was super dorky right she's like no you have to tell him you have to call you have to he'll be so proud of you oh my god he went there and now you got it and oh my god you gotta call me you gotta tell him i'm like oh my god fucking fine i don't want to right i'm like (laughs) angsty so I call him and, and he go, and I go like, hi, you know, uncle so-and-so, <laughs> um, how are you? He's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good, sweetie. How are you? And, and he was, and I was like, well, I got something to tell you. And he was like, oh, yes, I do. Well, what's that? And I go, well, I, I found out today I got into Northern Illinois University. And then immediately after I say that, he just goes, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And I think I, I think I heard like a glass break and like a table. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is he so I think I heard him pierce his own flesh. And then, he, and then he comes back on the phone and he goes like, oh, I, I'm sorry, sweetie. The White Sox are on. What did you say? <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I got into Northern. He's like, Oh, good job. Oh, yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> it was in it was in two thousand five okay. when the that makes sense. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'll never fucking forget that. And I was like, that is the best reaction I could have ever gotten. That is great. Oh. <laughs> well, you did say it earlier. Uh, you know, you said it's good for kids to be in sports, which is, I think, a nice uh, transition to what the hell I'm going to do with my kids who are going to be entering sports. Well, my daughter, I mean, my kids are six and four. And, uh, you know, my daughter's already done ballet uh, for two different, like, I think it was, it was one year total, I think, or was it two different years? At any rate, you know, she's done two different ballet classes, or not ballet, did I say ballet? Gymnastics? You said ballet. You said ballet gym- this whole time. I meant gymnastics. 
Wow. Man. <laughs> Taking that whole thing. I forgot. I literally in my brain. The bear with a little car. <laughs> gotta go see the bear in the little car, huh? You're gonna get your goal. Dude, we gotta wrap this shit up. It is twelve thirty. I know. I'm falling asleep also. But at any rate, so my daughter has been uh, in gymnastics several times, and now I guess she kind of grew a little bored of it or whatever. Now she's starting to ask again if she can be in that again whenever it's possible. But. Uh, She's also expressed interest in soccer, and I don't know. I don't even. I don't know. I think um, it's just weird because, like, I don't know what to think about uh, the influence I should be projecting onto my children for sports. Because I, you know, I've never. I didn't have a personal experience with sports or any affiliation with it. So, but I'm absolutely of like, I'm not going to stop them from playing. Like, if they want to be, you know sports people that's awesome you know sports uh, people especially you know of that you know one of those types you know but you know like it, it, and especially if they're going to be really good at a sport i mean shit there might be a scholarship down the line you know i mean why not but, <laughs> well you have a you have a really actually good um resource here in tim who is educated in early childhood development and you know being a guy who's supposed to wrangle the children folk for our society and also a sports fan. So Tim, what do you, uh, what sport should he send his children into? Whatever yeah, ones they what, want. What do you think? And like, oh. if they want to do all of them, then <laughs> do all of them. And if they don't want to do any of them, then don't do any of them. Right. Dan, you fucking idiot. How hard of an answer was that? We had to, we had to throw to Tim. For that answer. You mean those leagues where parents push their kids into vicious competition to compensate for their own failed dreams of glory? So, uh, we were talking about sports ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we weren't. We've, uh, we were talking and, about conspiracies this episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we took a quick break, and uh, since we've come back, we found out that things are kind of popping off. I try not to date these recordings. Tim did at the beginning. Um, it's the end of May, uh, May, what, 29th, 2020. Yeah. And uh, George George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis. How many days ago? Three days ago? Two. Maybe? Two days ago? The 27th. By the Minneapolis Police Department. For a so-called quote-unquote counterfeit $20 bill. Oh, shit. It wasn't even a bad check? Jesus Christ. It was even worse than Eric Garner getting killed for fucking... Lucy's. Selling Lucy's. Um, so this is kind of a bummer to end the episode on, but uh, right now things are apparently popping off all over the country. And this is kind of funny because, you know, as we've gone along through this podcast we've kind of uh you know it's become less and less of an apocalypse as we've gone along you know uh they've tried to pretend like everything is normal or at least can go back to normal but the real fact of the matter is we've had this insane unemployment numbers these insane unemployment numbers hanging over our heads the entire time and everyone has been cooped up with no support. There's no social safety net for this kind of work. You know, honestly, 
we probably would have been better off even without the good virology and all the science, like socially speaking, we might've been better off back in the seventies or the sixties after the great society program. So at least there would have been the idea that people before Reagan, (laughs) we would have been better off before Reagan, even probably without the science, because at least we would have had a functioning semi-functioning society that could have supported people. But now we've all been cooped up for three months, steadily losing our jobs, getting hungrier and hungrier. And then these fucking cops just kneel on this guy's neck and choke him to death with, you know, impunity. I mean, I think all in all, it's kind of uh, a little instructive to me personally, at least, because I kind of stopped taking what's happening as seriously, maybe. I think I took it very seriously when it first started, and that's probably why I was able to... What, COVID? COVID, yeah. Well, yeah. We've called it the apocalypse on this show, and it originally it felt a little more real, and as right. we've kind of gone on calling it the kids are asleep in the apocalypse has become a little bit more of a joke, but... Uh, well, I mean, things you know. are easing up. I mean, things... I mean, restaurants are about to start doing outside seating you know i mean like things are starting to they're starting to pull the reins back and like i don't think like michael and i have talked about it my wife and uh my wife sorry that had to be that had to be done my wife it's uh and we're, we're still not going to be comfortable like it, even if they open everything no. fucking up like it's just like you, there's no this is too soon like you're crazy i'm not gonna that, go to restaurants that, until next no. year that that kind of goes to my point because that goes to my point because what we've been talking about with what's happening right now with George Floyd and what's happening all over the country, uh, no, the pressure is real. And it, it, America is continually like a, like a, a frog in boiling water, not realizing that the temperature is getting turned up. And uh, I don't know, we're at boiling, man. I don't know. It's a little bit of a deviation from the topic of sports. <laughs> that we started off with. The new sport is throwing bricks at the establishment. <laughs> throwing bricks from downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Boom shakalaka. And uh, not sports related, I do have a new dream idea. And it is that uh, <clears throat> I figure out which one of them is interested in playing bass and which one of them is interested in playing drums, and we start the family band, the Ramones, where it's, uh, you know, me and my kids just doing Ramones covers, and we have Ramones name, you know, I'll be like, I'll be Daddy Ramone, we Rizzy Ramone, Corby Ramone. This is going to be, I mean, what a gimmick, right? This is going to sell like crazy. Uh, well, I think that's a, about as good a place to, as, as any to uh, end this episode. But no, it's a great idea. Sleep. Uh, this has been our sports episode, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, sports fans. Solidarity to everyone in Minneapolis and everyone protesting around the world. Go, go, White Sox. Yeah. So, yeah, that was our sports episode. And uh, this has been The Kids Are Asleep. We uh, we had no time to be punks. The kids were asleep, so we got drunk and talked about sports. And ben, please don't do your fucking Ramones idea. That's cruel. No, that's going to be great. Think about it, because that's the best way to learn instruments anyway, is remote song.